Welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. So you want to start a nonprofit. (laughs) So you've established your why, who, your what, part of your when. We're going to touch on how. Anyway, congratulations again. I intentionally omitted certain aspects of this process to allow you to focus on the essential areas needed to establish your nonprofit. Additionally, I wanted to ensure that you were ready to tackle this task. You know, nonprofits deal with people. And if you've been listening to my podcast from the very beginning, I am One, very serious about human service work. And two, I'm serious about people who do what? Help people. So I wanted to make sure that you had everything you need in a way that was digestible for you to get the main stuff done. If you would like to learn more about program planning and implementation, just let me know. My main objective this month was to assist you in easily overcoming any initial hurdles. So understanding all of the initial stuff that goes into how do I even start a nonprofit. I really, really hope that I've done you a good solid favor this month and provided you with some easily digestible, easily understandable information on what is needed to get you there. So you've gotten through your why you want to start a nonprofit. Who will lead your nonprofit? Will it be you? If not, then who? All the things. I mean, all the things to get you established as a 501c3 we went through. We got through your win. You receive your 501c3 status. Now it's time to rock and roll. We're starting to look at the how. How will it look? Now it's time to implement all of the work that you've been doing while waiting on your 501c3 status to be granted. So grab your notebook because we're about to wrap this thing up. First, build your team. You know, again, from the very first episode up until now, you've been doing the work. You got notebooks everywhere. You got post-its everywhere. So you've been doing the work. You've been doing the research. You've been doing the work. You probably even have job descriptions and everything already written. You've been doing the work. So now we're just implementing all of the work that you or we have been doing together. Clearly define roles and responsibilities because this is crucial for efficient functioning. Whether your organization is solely run by volunteers or paid staff, you still need to have roles and responsibilities clearly defined. Additionally, there need to be proper HR practices in place. If you are choosing not to hire an internal HR professional, maybe you want to have an HR consultant on standby. And if you need one, I know a good one. So... As you were doing all of this team building, thinking of team building, thinking of your hiring practices, did you make sure that you included positive and inclusive workplace practices to have a positive and inclusive workplace culture? Is your foundation built on prioritizing radical self-care and resisting burnout? I know one thing for certain, if you worked with LC Consulting and Coaching, 
That's the only foundation we build things on. Have you established a supervision structure? So if you are hiring paid staff, will everybody be reporting to you? I don't advise that. If you are going to be the person running it, how are you going to be taking care of yourself and your team during this implementation stage and beyond? It's time to create a strong online presence to effectively communicate your mission, activities, and the impact to a wider audience. It is important to establish a website and a strong social media presence. Now, social media, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, which is why I have hired someone to work on my social media presence now. We meet regularly so she knows what I like to see on social media. And I do actively engage with people on social media. But as far as the reels and going live, like that is really hard for me to do because I don't have the bandwidth. So who will be that person for you? Because you're going to be running the organization. If you are the person that is going to be the executive director, you're going to be running the organization. Do you have the bandwidth to do that? Think about it. Program development. It's time to do some program development. Develop and implement programs aligned with the mission. And with that, you have to regularly evaluate and improve to maximize impact. Launch programs. If you've already had programs in the development stage and they're ready to launch, let's do it. To achieve your mission, it is crucial to put into action the activities and services that align with the mission. Keep your attention fixed on your goals and regularly measure the impact of your efforts to ensure you are making progress towards your mission. Next is evaluation and impact measurement. Measure and evaluate program impact to demonstrate accountability and improve services. Data is going to be so important for your organization. How else will you know if what you are doing is great? How else will you know if you are making the desired impact that you wanted to make in your community? Next, fundraising and sustainability. Ensure financial sustainability by diversifying revenue streams through new funding opportunities. I said it last episode. I said it a couple episodes ago before we even started this series. You have to diversify your funding streams. Legal and ethical considerations. It is important to follow ethical principles such as transparency, accountability, and responsible governance while staying updated or relevant laws and regulations. I've said it before, as an organization, you stay away from the political stuff, but you have to be aware of the political climate. When administrations change, funding responsibilities change. Let's say it again. When administrations change, funding responsibilities change. So your area of expertise within your organization might not be the funding priority for a new administration. So be mindful when administrations change. Adapt and grow. Adaptability and change are crucial for organizational evolution. Continuously learning from both successes and failures help you improve. And you know, I don't like the word failures. I like opportunities. So 
Either way, they help you improve. They help you see what you need to do to improve for your clients, maybe for your staff and for your community. Networking and collaboration. Collaborate with other nonprofits, government agencies, and community organizations to amplify impact and share resources. Have you established and honored the MOUs with the community partners? Remember, in the first episode of our series, we talked about establishing MOUs and collaborating. When you were doing that research, you were supposed to be establishing some MOUs and establishing some collaborations and some partnerships with your community. Comply with reporting and record keeping, both on the financial and grant foundation reporting. This is your internal controls and your external. Nonprofit organizations must, you got to submit your annual reports to government agencies and maintain accurate records of your activities, finances, and governments. Do you have the right number of board members and board committees? And are you and are they honoring their commitments? Are you having the right amount of board meetings with participation? How will you capture data to report back to funders to show impact? With one of our funders right now, every month after board minutes are approved, we have to upload those board minutes into a portal. So this is why it's important to one, this is why board participation is important. This is why a proper number of board members are important to have at board meetings so minutes can be approved. So... This has been quite a month with a lot of information. We have had a time this month, y'all. We have tackled almost everything. Now, we haven't tackled everything because it's so much to establishing and developing a nonprofit organization. It's so much. I mean, we could do months long episodes about establishing nonprofit organizations and successfully running nonprofit organizations. You know, listen, running a nonprofit organization can present various challenges. Some you do not even see coming. (laughs) Trust me. However, with unwavering dedication, effective leadership skill, and a focus on achieving your mission, you can make a significant positive impact on your community and possibly even the world. Seeking guidance and advice from experienced nonprofit leaders and professionals like myself can support you in navigating the process effectively and with semi-ease. And I say semi-ease because some things you just don't see coming. You cannot, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't have a crystal ball and neither do you. So some things you just don't see coming. So it's been a good month. And I hope I have did what needed to be done to help you navigate so you want to start a nonprofit. Until next time, remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. So do me a good solid favor. Be kind to yourself. Then find about five or six or seven or eight or nine, ten other people to be kind to today. I love you so much for listening. (laughs) And until next time. Be good to yourself and others. Bye.